You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Tea nourishes and inspires. It is the most ancient of plant-based medicines, simultaneously energizing the body as it soothes the mind. Making tea is an art and craft as described on the Tea Biz portal. Intimately local, the 200 billion tea trade exerts global influence employing millions to enhance the well-being of all. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. The USDA National Organic Program strengthens enforcement. The revisions published last week expand certification requirements to brokers and traders at critical links in the organic supply chain. World Tea Expo announced its lineup of speakers with a reminder that the early discount deadline is January 31st. Kenyan tea production falls to a five-year low. Plus, Peace Elise Peterson has spent her days live streaming about her life in tea for the past two years on Pokocha, a novel, non-commercial Japanese marketing app. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Keilani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliftia tea estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. The most extensive update to the U.S. National Organic Program since 1990 will significantly increase oversight and enforcement, according to Jenny Lester Moffitt, Undersecretary for Marketing and Regulatory Programs. The publication last week of the final version of the Strengthening Organic Enforcement Rules will reinforce the trust of consumers, farmers, and those transitioning to organic production, she said. According to a release, numerous revisions demonstrate that USDA stands fully behind the organic brand. Stronger organic controls include improvements in the verification of farm-to-market traceability, additional and more frequent reports of data on certified operations, and fraud prevention procedures. Training standards for organic inspectors and certifying agents are now standardized and more rigorous. 
The rule expands certification requirements to brokers and traders at critical links in the organic supply chain. All USDA accredited producers, processors, and retailers that sell organic products will have one year from the rule's effective date of March 19 to comply with the changes. Learn more on the TBiz blog. The World Tea Conference Plus Expo will feature a lineup of accomplished tea retailers, blenders, and health experts March 27th to 29th at the Las Vegas Convention Center. The deadline for early registration is January 31st. Attendees save up to $450 on passes purchased by that date. Visit worldteaexpo.com to register. Headliners include Starbucks' head of tea research and development, Chris Magnet-Johnson, who will join Kevin Gascon, co-founder of Montreal-based Camellia Sinensis at the Business Incubator. From the UK, Henrietta Lovell, owner of Rare Tea Company, and Will Battle, owner of Fine Tea Merchants, will describe a future where everyone wins. Sessions on tea health benefits include Your Brain on Tea, presented by Dr. Nada Milosevic, and The Healing Power of Tea by Steve Schwartz, founder of The Art of Tea. Jacqueline Harvey Hage, professor at UC Davis, will discuss what on earth is in your teacup, and there will be a 90-minute session on meditation. Tea is for tranquility. Other speakers include Jamila Wright, co-owner of Brooklyn Tea, and grower Muskin Kana, head of operations at the Tea Studio in the Nilgiris tea-growing region of India. Business Insight World Tea Expo is co-located with the Bar and Restaurant Expo, a food and beverage event that drew more than 10,000 bar and restaurant owners and nightclub operators with 350 exhibitors and 80 conference sessions last year. This year is the 37th edition. Bone dry skies and unusually soft demand from Kenya's major tea trading partners stymied efforts to stimulate exports, resulting in a 21% decline through October to 370 million kilos, a five-year low. Sri Lanka experienced a similar decline in export volume due to economic upheaval and the lack of timely application of fertilizer following a government-imposed ban. The Tea Board of Kenya anticipated lower yields due to a short rainy season, a continuation of the worst drought in 40 years. Production was down by 5.8 million kilos through October, a nominal 1.3%, indicating that supply is not the problem, it's demand. Kenya exports virtually all its black tea. Shipments to Pakistan declined by 13% through the first 10 months due to devastating floods. Pakistan is normally Kenya's top tea export destination. What was unforeseen is that during that same period, Egypt, Kenya's second largest trading partner, imported 33% less tea. 
Kazakhstan orders declined by 40%. The UK imported 29% less tea. Sudan bought 35% less tea, and orders from the Russian Federation fell by 37%. The invasion of Ukraine disrupted the black tea supply chain, affecting trade with all CIS countries, but economic doldrums in Europe and across Africa had a greater impact. In total, tea buyers purchased 98 million fewer kilos compared to the same period in 2021. Scarcity boosted prices, a positive given several years of depressed foreign earnings from the tea. The 10-month auction average was $2.49 per kilo for bulk quantities from large plantations and $2.71 per kilo average for tea produced by smallholders. Business Insight Rainfall across the Horn of Africa declined for the fifth year in a row. Rainfall totals in 2022 were the lowest in 70 years. The drought is the longest and most severe on record, threatening 20 million of the 36 million people who live there. More than 1.5 million people in Kenya received humanitarian assistance in 2022 due to drought. Arvinda Anantharaman in Bengaluru reports on this week's tea auction prices. India Tea Price Report for Sale 3 for week ending 21st January 2023. This week, the Tea Board of India announced plucking deeds for North India. Plucking in the Duars, Terra and Bihar can commence on 18th February. Rajiling and Sikkim on 27th February. Himachal Pradesh and Uttarakhand on 6th March. The dates for Assam have not yet been announced. Another recent development from the Tea Board is the formation of a nine-member committee to address the issues faced by small tea growers in India. The committee will serve as an informal platform to represent the issues and concerns of the segment and will be represented by various small tea grower associations from across the country. The tea industry will also be looking very closely at the union budget to be presented on 1st February 2023 to see if there will be any relief or support to the plantation sector. Upasi, which is a body of plantation companies of South India, have sought a higher allocation of funds to the sector to implement the various development schemes. They've also asked for the implementation of earlier recommendations that social costs must be shared equally between the plantation companies and the central and state governments. In auctions at Sale Street, it was an uneventful week. Middle East continues to be active for orthodoxy in North India, and in the South, dust grades continue to be the highest-selling tea grades. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Nish. I grew up in an organic tea farm and I founded Nepal Tea Collective in 2016. Tea is not just a beverage for me, but a catalyst for social change, sustainably empowering hardworking artisans like my parents for the past 30 years. I'm on a mission to make the whole world aware of the goodness of Nepali teas and the good that comes from supporting growers in this remarkable land. If you haven't tasted Nepali teas yet, you're missing out. Our award-winning teas are making headlines. Find out why. Visit Nepal Tea Collective's website to get a free sample of this extraordinary taste of the Himalayas. That's Nepal Tea Collective. 
gmail.com or just send me an email at nish n-i-s-h at nepaltycollective.com cheers T-Biz travels to Las Vegas this week to catch up with Peace Elise Peterson, who, for the past two years, has spent her days live-streaming about her life in tea on Pokucha, a novel, non-commercial Japanese marketing app. A decade ago, CEO Elise Peterson founded TLET, a supply chain platform for independent tea producers. During the company's early years, Elise and her brother frequently traveled to the tea lands, creating engaging videos and writing profiles of tea suppliers. TLET curated, imported, and helped market these teas, making them available to retailers. Elise is an empathetic storyteller whose knowledge of tea preparation and teaware stands out on the Pokocha live streaming platform in the USA, where she is one of the platform's top broadcasters. Live streaming is effective and profitable. Two-thirds of Chinese consumers say they have bought products via live stream in the past year. Livestream shopping leaped from 3 billion in transactions in 2017 to more than 171 billion in five years. The global market is valued at 1 billion, with an expected 56 billion in U.S. transactions in 2023. According to McKinsey Digital, live streaming is not just a pandemic necessity. By 2026, up to 20% of all e-commerce sales will be via live stream. Live streams accelerate conversion and help differentiate brands, according to McKinsey. The ability to ask questions and hear brand stories leads to heightened engagement. Live streams are interactive, experiential, and perhaps most important, hosts are personal, satisfying the human desire for connection. Okocha is not HSN, the home shopping network, or QVC. Okocha is a marketing platform that encourages connection and community building. Product advertising is banned, but aggressive marketing and promotion are not allowed. It's not the cult of Marty Robbins, the Dale Carnegie method, Simon Sinek's wisdom, or Guy Kawasaki's evangelism. If you are willing to invest hundreds of hours like Elise Peterson, Pokacha nurtures a personal brand, in this instance, a loyal tea-drinking crowd that likes to hang out with Pete's Elise. It's a pleasure to welcome Elise Peterson to the podcast. I greatly respect her creative skills as a marketer and a champion of tea growers worldwide. Will you tell us how you ended up posing with a teapot on massive billboards in Chicago, Las Vegas, and New Orleans? Dan, thank you so much for, for having me on. Uh, it's good to see you. It's it's almost been a decade since we've known each other. <laughs> I can't believe it's been so fast and so long. Yeah, so the billboards uh, are actually for my personal brand, uh, which is Peace Elites, and that's a a brand and a moniker that I've been creating content under even before I started TLET. But uh, over the past few years, uh, I've been a professional live streamer, brewing tea, appreciating tea, 
Uh, and then also talking, of course, about where tea comes from. I started doing live streaming actually three years ago, immediately when the pandemic started. Uh, so most of my my marketing was through public speaking, giving presentations, talking about my travels around the world and what I was learning about the industry and, and what's going on with the industry as a drug trade and tea importer. Uh, so I knew I couldn't travel and that was going to put a big strain on my marketing efforts. Uh, so I started live streaming. I first started on Facebook, then I expanded into YouTube and uh, Twitch. Uh, I put on the uh, virtual tea festival almost immediately when the pandemic started. I developed skill in creating live streams and um, put on the virtual tea festival, which had uh, almost 30 different tea presenters from around the world. Uh, we actually had over 16,000 people attend the live event. So that was like my first experience of seeing a really cool interactive live virtual event be put together around tea and I knew there was a need for this live tea content. The monetization on on Twitch was uh, really challenging uh, for my content, but it was a good thing I put all the time. And I'm talking about time. I had put in uh, over 400 hours of live streaming through those channels. Uh, just every day, I had different content. I, I would uh, review academic articles learning about new developments of the tea industry together on my live stream. I had a very small engaged audience, but that work had actually attracted a talent agency from Los Angeles that was recruiting for live streamers for a mobile gaming live streaming app called Pokocha coming from Japan. This is one of the leading live streaming platforms in Japan, um, multi-billion dollar income of uh, the consumer directly supporting the content creator. So there's no advertisements on this platform, which is why I do not stream under the brand of TLED. I stream under my personal brand. I'm not allowed to advertise anything. I'm not allowed to sell anything. I cannot have any uh, marketing links uh, through my profile. So I had actually had a really great initial success launching with this platform. It was brand new to the US. So there wasn't a lot of other content on the app. You know, I was one of the recruited streamers to come in early to populate the platform with content. And T just gravitated to people immediately. And uh, I was finding, you know, initial set of support. And um, I was able to send free tea. I essentially run a subscription service through this live stream. I use the word gamified, and that's because. The app is engineered uh, to encourage viewers to purchase coins, which they can then use to purchase virtual gifts, which then will support the broadcaster. And there's like a daily game happening. There's like a, a contest, a competition of getting points. So that gives us the, the opportunity to encourage our viewers to send those virtual gifts. It does keep track of how much support they give. So at the end of each month, it resets and I can I can gauge how much support someone has given and that determines how much tea that they receive. And then I also have drawings uh, for beautiful China. I have a beautiful collection of China uh, that my friend gave me and, and had asked me to find homes for these pieces. So it's various teapots, plates, cups. These are all hand-painted gold platinum teapots. Really beautiful pieces that I exclusively give away 
uh, on the uh, the broadcast. I don't sell them. Some of these folks have been supporting me for almost two years now, and their cupboards are full of tea. And they were they did not identify as a tea lover. And this is a very fascinating part of this whole story: is that all of the support that I have in this live stream is uh, not people that identify as tea lovers. Uh, and I know that the challenge for marketers on Instagram, on TikTok, is how do you convert people to become tea lovers? Because most of the time, when you put out tea content, you're really attracting tea lovers. And um, ultimately, with developing those viewers or those consumers as your customers is really hard because online, we've come to learn that there's there's not a whole lot of like brand uh, allegiance. You know, you know, there's not a bunch of loyalty to a specific brand. Online tea lovers usually want to try all the different brands. They're really not looking to attach themselves to a specific brand like you would see in a local community where there is like a, a local brick and mortar that people attach themselves to. So with the live streaming, I am able to virtually create that sense of community that you do get in the brick and mortar shop. And the brand loyalty is incredible. It's I, I'm just blown away. And I've actually come to meet a lot of these people in person. Because the relationships have developed so strongly. Tell us more about the billboard contest. The app runs these monthly contests called the Hall of Fame. And the prize for the top three winners is that we get to have a photo shoot and we are uh, published on a billboard. Been putting these billboards. It's part of the, the app's like national campaign to get new downloads. So it's more of that traditional marketing of, of the billboard. And uh, the first one that we won... We got first place and that got us a billboard in, I forget the neighborhood, but it's in Chicago, very fast traffic area, very large billboard. And uh, actually two of us from the tea community won. So there's actually two tea lovers on that billboard. And we specifically uh, posed with our teapots. We told the photographer, the teapots must be in the photo. So that was kind of cool to see, you know, two teapots on one billboard. There's no reason to even have one teapot on a billboard, let alone two. The next month, we won first place for Las Vegas billboard. So, you know, a lot of people seeing this billboard. Um, and I'm also posing with a teapot and with my my dog, Bitcoin, who is a big part of the community. He's very loved um, on my stream. And uh, last month, uh, we won second place in the contest. And uh, I'll be going for the photo shoot for that billboard in downtown New Orleans. Tomorrow, a new contest starts. Um, and that's the grand championship. Only the winners of past contests can qualify for this one. And this is the biggest contest yet. And that's for a billboard in Times Square. And if we win that one, I will be posing with the full-on Gung Fu Cha. I think I need to honor the New York tea community there. I have a lot of friends. If we win it, I so look forward to having the biggest tea party in Times Square. Best of luck in that competition. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.